Welcome to DBT 21. Today we're going to focus on building a satisfying life and challenging the myths that are in the way of obtaining your goals. Building a satisfying life means that we develop routines and structure and self-discipline such as self-care routines, um, the structure and self-discipline of boundaries that we set for ourselves, and just overall taking care of ourselves, making sure that we are being true to ourselves. And I know that takes a lot of getting to know yourself and ending the self-judgments and the shame and the the negative self-talk. Um, so let's jump in. Every life is worth living. Let's start with that. Repeat after me. My life is worth living. I am worth it. A lot of times we find ourselves in an unsatisfying, unenjoyable, or even miserable life. Life can be more satisfying when you develop good routines, predictable, enjoyable, relaxation, fun, balanced with responsibilities. So not all work and not all play. You've got to be somewhere in the middle. And remember, dialectical thinking means two things are true at the same time. So routines don't have to be complicated. Um, you can benefit from mindful simplicity in your life. Mindful simplicity really just means that you're connecting to um, experiences and structure and routine that define and structure your days. So consider the Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama describes his daily routine, uh, including his, his meal times, his meditation, his scripture study, um, gardening, working, watching a little TV before bed. So our routines don't have to be spectacular. Um, peace and enjoyment can come with predictability. And I want you to also consider what works for children in terms of, you know, we create a structure and a bedtime and playtime and screen time and homework time and all that. We do that for children. That also works for us as adults. So think in terms of that. Um, maybe you never had structure in your life. Maybe you come from a very chaotic childhood where structure was a foreign entity to you. Um, and then think about people who grew up in a structured household who appear to be pretty healthy individuals. Think about somebody that you know or that you've met who grew up that way or somebody who has been in the military. They have to follow a structure and a routine in the military, which would be far more stringent than what we would be doing here, but it's a good example to look to, to give you an idea. And when we have that structure, it creates a stability and it allows us to trust ourselves a little more. So think about that. Um, one of the first tasks that we have to tackle when we're building a satisfying life is to establish this routine. So before you start 
establishing your routine, think about the following dialectic. Want to versus have to. Your routine should be balanced between what you want to do and what you have to do. What you need to, you need to have a middle ground between um, fun and work. So dialectically speaking, going too far in either direction will create a need for balance with the opposite. You need to rework the routine when you feel stuck on one side or the other. Are you working too much and not getting to have any fun downtime and de-stressing activities? Or are you being a little too lackadaisical and not getting enough work done? So you want to kind of evaluate that. You could even add that to your diary card each day if you're participating in the diary card. Too much flexibility will leave you unsure about what you really need to be doing, and that can cause a state of distress. The middle ground is creating a routine that is solid but includes opportunity for change and flexibility uh, depending on the demands of the day each day. So a predictable routine allows you to feel settled and safe and secure and have that home base where you operate from. And at the same time, too much predictability will make you feel stifled and bored. So you also need to experience change and flexibility in your routine. Every day does not have to be exactly the same. Um, it's good to plan open times and free days. You know how when you're watching what you eat, maybe you're on keto diet or something like that, and you tell yourself every other Saturday, I'm just going to eat whatever I want, and that'll be my free day. So it'll be the same with this. You you might get up and make your bed every single day and take a shower, brush your teeth, get dressed for the day, uh, then you do the dishes, then you take off and you go to your job and then you come home and you start your evening routine and your bedtime routine. And maybe on Saturdays, you sleep in instead of getting up at your regular time. And maybe on Saturdays, you don't make your bed. And maybe on Saturdays, you decide the dishes will be there tomorrow. I'll just do them tomorrow. And then you sit back and you think, what would I like to do today? With no schedule, no structure. Let's just have a free, open day that's flexible and whatever happens, happens. So that's what that would look like. And this, of course, includes boundaries and everything else. Maybe on your free day, you'll choose to be a yes person when the rest of the week you have a balance between yes and no in terms of boundaries. Maybe on Saturdays, that's your free day to uh, do somebody a favor or volunteer somewhere or something like that, and give give of your time. Or maybe that's going to be your day for a whole day of self-care. Whatever you choose, um, you can build that free day however you like. Let's take a really quick break, and I'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
And we're back. So challenging myths in the way of obtaining your goals and objectives. There is a list of 24 myths on this workbook page. And this is the uh, Marsha Linehan DBT skills work handouts and worksheets, uh, second edition. And I'm on page 168 if you have this workbook. So let's take a look at these myths. And as I read them off, I want you to uh, think about if you agree or disagree with this myth, do you find this to be true or false in your life? Number one, I don't deserve to get what I want or need. Do you believe that? Is that true? If so, I want you to challenge that myth. How can we reframe that? If I felt that way, that I don't deserve to get what I want or need, I would challenge it with another thought. I would say, I am worthy of having my needs met and getting what I want. Number two, if I make a request, this will show that I am a very weak person. Do you find that to be true of yourself? If so, let's challenge that. Let's turn it around and say, it takes strength to ask for help and make a request of others. It takes strength. It takes guts. And I am gutsy and I am strong. Number three, I have to know whether a person is going to say yes before I ask them or make a request. So let's challenge that. I can accept the word no. I might hope for a yes, but I can accept the word no if it is given. Therefore, I will ask. Number four, if I ask for something or say no, I can't stand it if somebody gets upset with me. Do you feel that way about yourself? If I ask for something or say no to somebody, I can't stand it if somebody gets upset with me. Let's use dialectical thinking and challenge that. So if I ask for something or say no, I can totally handle it if somebody gets upset with me because that's their problem, not mine. Number five, if they say no, it will kill me. <laughs> Let's turn that around. If somebody says no, they have the right to say no, and I can handle it even though I might be disappointed. Number six, making requests is a really pushy, self-centered, selfish thing to do. Let's challenge that. Making requests is a way to get needs met and set boundaries, and it's perfectly healthy. Number eight, I should be willing to sacrifice my own needs for other people. Boy, that's a codependent sentence. Do you agree with that? You should be willing to sacrifice your own needs for other people. In this sentence, we're shooting on ourselves. And we're also being very codependent, putting ourselves at rock bottom and everybody else at the top of the totem pole, which is very unhealthy. So let's challenge that and reframe it. Saying no to a request is not selfish. I can only give what I can give. Number nine. Oh, sorry. Number eight. I should be willing to sacrifice my own needs for others. Another codependent sentence, right? Let's challenge that and say, I should never have to sacrifice my own needs for others. Let's get rid of the should. 
I will not sacrifice my own needs for other people. I have more self-respect than that. Number nine, I must be really inadequate if I can't fix this myself. Let's challenge that. Is that really true? Are you a failure if you can't fix something all by yourself? If your carburetor goes out in your car and you don't know how to work on cars, are you a failure? No, you ask for help. Um, asking for help does not mean you're inadequate. It takes strength and, and courage to go ask for help. And it's a normal, healthy thing to do. People need people. Number 10, obviously the problem is just in my head. If I would just think differently, I wouldn't have to bother everybody else. Your feelings are valid. Your feelings are valid. The problem is not all just in your head. Yes, part of it may be if you're thinking in um, cognitive distortions or stupid thoughts and negative thought patterns. Yeah, part of the problem could be in your head. But our brains don't just generate problems out of thin air. There's usually a key component in our environment that causes us to go into that head spin of uh, anxious thoughts and negative thinking. And sometimes there will be a problem created by somebody else that we are triangulated into, and it's not your fault. Don't blame yourself. The blame game, nobody wins the blame game, remember? So let's challenge this one. Obviously, the problem is just in my head. If I would just think differently, I wouldn't have to bother everybody else. How about it's healthy and it's okay to reach out when I want to challenge my thinking and get clarification to resolve a problem? Number 11, if I don't have what I want... It doesn't make any difference. I don't care. All right, Eeyore. If you believe this to be true of yourself, let's challenge that thought. Sometimes I won't always have what I don't want. Some, but, <laughs> let me start that again. Sometimes I don't always have what I want or need. And it matters. And that challenges me to set a goal to obtain what I want or what I need. Number 12, skillfulness is a sign of weakness. Using these DBT skills will make me a weak person. That's not true. Let's challenge that. Using dear man, for example, makes me more effective interpersonally. Using stop makes me more effective in de-escalating myself and sometimes others. And I could go on and on. Which skill could you reframe this with? What about accept? What about give? Think about improve. How could those skills make you a stronger person? They are not weaknesses. Um, number 13, I shouldn't have to ask or say no. People should just know what I want and do it. Let's challenge that one. That is definitely a stupid thought, right? You expect people to read your mind and 
People cannot read minds. You have to be clear, concise, respectful, and direct, and ask. And you have to do the same with saying no when you're setting a boundary. It's important to be clear, concise, direct, and respectful. People can't just read your mind and do what you want them to do. Not until you tap into the telepathy powers through deep meditation. And um, I haven't done that, so I, I haven't known anybody who's ever done that. So we'll have to we'll have to just go with the assumption that we're not capable of that yet. We can say yet anything's possible, but for now let's reframe that. Um, let's see. Fourteen. They should have known that their behavior would hurt my feelings. I should not have to tell them. Let's let's challenge that thought. Sometimes people say asinine things without thinking. Sometimes people are just plain rude. And they know it's going to hurt your feelings. Sometimes people are not as respectful as we are. And sometimes people just plain make a mistake, okay? So, though it's not all about you. Don't be toxic. The world doesn't revolve around you. If somebody hurts your feelings or triggers you, that's your responsibility to deal with it and process it. Nobody should have to tiptoe around you. Um... If something hurt your feelings, you need to explore the root of that pain and figure out why and then set a goal to work on that particular issue. Because, you know, as as they say, and, and this is going around social media quite a bit, this meme that says um, your triggers are your own responsibility. Nobody should have to tiptoe around you. That is so true. So... Your behavior is your responsibility. Number 15, I shouldn't have to negotiate or work at getting what I want. <laughs> That's such an entitled sentence, right? Um, let's challenge that. Anything worth having is worth working for. And if you want to change your life and build a happier life worth living that's satisfying and stable for you, you're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to do a lot of negotiation and a lot of communication and observe boundaries of yourself and others. So, yes, you will have to do that. Number 16, other people should be willing to do more for my needs. Okay, let's challenge that. Do you feel that way? Other, sh other people should be willing to do more for my needs. Listen to that sentence. That just sounds so cocky and self-centered and toxic. Um, yes, when we're thinking in codependency terms, we're doing all these things for people. They should be doing things for us back. The truth is nobody owes you a damn thing. You need to be doing what you need for yourself. You need to be doing more of that for yourself, meeting your own needs. And when others meet your needs and they have all the green flags of a good person, good relationship, that's the person to be friends with. That's the family member to hang out with more. Um, the ones who show they care and do things for you with no expectation of anything in return, which is how hopefully you will be doing things for others with no expectation of anything in return. Kind of like you feed your, your animals 
they can't do anything for you, but you take care of them and feed them out of love. So that's, that's where we do things for others is just out of love. Number seven, other people should like, approve of, and support me. Um, maybe you're not everybody's cup of tea, okay? Not everybody's going to like you, and that's okay. Number 18, they don't deserve me being skillful or treating them well. Okay, there's that judge me, judgmental uh, frame of mind, right? So let's challenge that. Some people may seem rude and grumpy and mean. That's when we have to send them loving kindness, try to put ourselves in their shoes. It's not our place to judge if they deserve us to be skillful and respectful. We need to do it anyway. Do the right thing, right? Number 19. Getting what I want when I want it is the most important thing. What are you, a toddler? <laughs> are you a baby? Are you running on straight id and ego? Um, if you feel like this is true, you've got some work to do. So the challenge there is um, you can't always have what you want when you want it, sometimes we have to accept the fact that it's not there yet and set goals to make it happen. But that instant gratification um, is unrealistic and when it does happen, it's unhealthy and it's not long-lasting pleasure. So train yourself to be patient. Number 20. I shouldn't be fair, kind, courteous, or respectful if others are not that way towards me. Okay, now there are two sides to this coin, but let's do the challenge. Um, if somebody is being rude to you, you don't have to stoop to their level. You can use your skills such as stop. And if it's somebody who is a major part of your life, the P in stop is proceed, right? So after you have taken a step back and observed the situation and calmed yourself down in some way so you're not emotionally flooded, you would proceed with setting a boundary and saying, I refuse to be uh, spoken to that way. That's very disrespectful. If you would like to speak to me in a respectful manner, I am more than willing to sit down with you. But if you're going to yell, I'm not going to engage. And if this continues, I cannot spend time with you anymore. And if it's somebody who's not important to you, you would proceed by not engaging with them again, uh, gently putting distance between the two of you and processing the emotions that are the outcome of that transaction through therapy, through a diary card, through one of the other skills where you're self-soothing. Number 21, revenge will feel so good. It'll be worth any negative consequences. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help but laugh when I read that one. It just, uh, it sounds so terrible. It's such an angry stance to take. So if you're struggling with a lot of anger, you definitely love the idea of revenge and you probably fantasize about it different ways. You could get revenge, manipulate cause the other person some major pain. You really need to challenge that. Um, revenge, think of revenge as that old, uh, that old saying that 
if you're digging a grave for somebody, you may as well dig two graves because in terms of revenge, you're going to bury yourself as well. And um, nothing good comes out of getting revenge on people. Think about your karma. And if you don't believe in karma, think about God. And if you don't believe in God, think about just doing the right thing. Um, two wrongs don't make a right. Number 22, only weaklings have values. <laughs> that one's a funny one too. And a lot of people might think that. Um, I haven't run into anybody who really thinks that weak-ass people have values. Um, I really have not ever heard of somebody thinking that way. But if you do, it's important to understand that it no 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 person with values is weak. They're strong. They've done a lot of self-work. They've done a lot of healing. And now they know who they are, so they have values. Number 23, everybody lies. Is that true or false? Everybody lies. It's actually true. Everybody does lie. Uh, we tell small lies. We tell big lies. Somebody, some people lie pathologically all the damn time. You can't believe a word that comes out of their mouth. We all tell lies. And sometimes it's to avoid getting in trouble and to cover our ass. Other times it's to avoid hurting somebody's feelings. Um, sometimes it's for manipulation purposes. So we all do it. So we need to check ourselves and make sure that we're being as honest as possible. Especially if you value integrity and you don't want to be lied to. It's important that you yourself are not a liar. Some people lie more than others. However... Not everybody is always lying. Some people just tell little white lies. Um, and you'll know the difference. You'll be able to feel it. You'll be able to tell. So there's the dialectic on that. Everybody lies. And some people don't lie as much. And some people are basically honest. And they just tell little tiny white lies here and there to avoid hurting somebody's feelings. Or maybe you have anxiety and you're trying to get out of an, a commitment that you uh, agreed to and you tell a little lie like I'm sick or something came up, can't go. Um, so if you're doing that, work on that because that's not good for your self-esteem or your self-worth, okay? That would be setting a goal. And number 24, getting what I want or need is more important than how I get it. The ends really do justify the means. So do you feel that way? Is that a truth or, or is that false? If you feel that way, let's challenge that. Getting what you want or need is not more important than how you get it. Because this basically is saying, I'm free to manipulate. I'm free to lie. I'm free to do whatever it takes to get what I want. As long as I get what I want. Um, that just sounds like I just spouted off a whole bunch of dirty words, right? <laughs> so getting what you want, the way you get it is very important because you will either create or rob yourself of a sense of mastery. You will either create a boost or a detraction from your own sense of integrity and self-respect 
So getting what you want is important and the way that you do it is also very important in terms of building a satisfying life. You want to be able to look in the mirror and give yourself a smile and be proud of yourself that you've you've managed to become a better person today than you were yesterday. And you want to lay down your head at night to go to sleep without all those ruminations of could have, should have, would have. And that brings us to the end of this episode. So today I hope you work on building a satisfying life, creating a routine, and giving yourself free time. And also I hope that you challenge any of the myths that you believe about yourself that are an obstruction to you to meeting your goals. Have a great day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This little quick clip is to break down routine for you, since we just talked about routine. So the acronym routine stands for responsibilities, ongoing structure, use of skills, traditions, interests included, novelty, and envision a satisfying life. So the R in routine, responsibilities. If you get overwhelmed when your responsibilities are not taken care of daily, it helps to break bigger responsibilities down into daily steps. Make a list of major and minor responsibilities and fill them into the My Routines and Schedule worksheet. If you'd like this worksheet, I can get it to you and you know how to reach me. The O in Routine is Ongoing Structure. Routines are all about structure that is ongoing, predictable, and repetitive. Structure keeps you from getting stuck in symptoms and behaviors, and it's the foundation for building a satisfying life. The U in routine, use of skills. Remember that you have to practice, practice, practice all of your skills as part of your routine. Just like someone in school or college does daily homework, you will do your homework and reminders every day for practicing your skills. Also remember that other skills might be needed to follow your routine, such as opposite to emotion. The T in routine stands for tradition. This gives meaning to our lives and the lives of other people. Everybody has their own traditions and if you don't have any, you can create your own. Many of us think of traditions as being tied to seasons and holidays, and those can be fun to establish. However, traditions can also be as simple as a family bowling night, family meeting on Sunday mornings, um, celebrating accomplishments on a certain day, you can get back into traditions you have valued or use your imagination and create your own. 
The I in routine, interests included. Routines that do not include personal interests are hard to keep up with because you start lacking in an area where you have needs, right? Be sure to build what you like to do. If you're unsure of what you're interested in, think about what you were into in childhood. What kind of games did you like to play? What kind, Were you into music? Think about now. Is there something you've always wanted to try? Is there a language you've always wanted to learn? Think about different interests. If you need ideas on that, you know where to find me, and I can help you uh, by sending you a list of all kinds of different ideas. The in and routine is novelty. Be careful not to build too much structure into your life. You need that space for flexibility. Make sure you explicitly leave space to try new interests, new interests or activities, or just to be spontaneous. And the E in routine stands for envisioning a satisfying life. Routine, schedules, and structure take time to establish. Do not give up on building habits towards living a more satisfying life. Stay mindful of how your routine will help you with your priorities, your goals, and your values. Do not give up. Use your imagination to envision it as if it's already happening. Allow yourself to feel that joy. And then push that out into the universe and then carry on with your day and stick to your routine. All right, quick little PS with the routine acronym, breaking it down. I hope that was helpful and I hope that you will sit down with your notebook and develop your own routine today. Make it a great day because you are worth it.